program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. <laughs> yes. Allow me to puff as well. Mm. Uh, uh, Those are some powerful herbs. <laughs> giving me dark visions. Shall we pack this again? I, I'm not giving visions. I'm not sure if it's working, is it? Oh. Daddy, so you seeing what I'm seeing? You making a fool of yourself. <laughs> you think Jackal's a Latino? I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. Hold on one second here. The Jackal. And I am live back on PSN Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Jackal's Head on this beautiful evening. That's right, Tuesday night. The best back-to-back online radio, side writer show, and inside the jackal's head. Welcome one, welcome all. We're going to have a, a great show tonight. In fact, I was just uh, chatting with our guest a little while ago, and uh, this is going to be a fun show, guys. This is going to be a really, really fun show. This is uh, this guy is awesome. Uh, Stevie Mac is going to join us, and uh, you've seen Stevie Mac on uh, Lifetime's uh, Prank My Mom, NBC on UPN, Last Comic Standing on HBO, Spike TV, BET, Discovery Health Channel, on, well, any comedy there too, I guess, The Howard Stern Show, and now, oh, by the way, True Hollywood Story, HVH1, MTV, a lot of stuff. But now, he is finally going to be a voice inside the jackal's head. That's right. We're live from New Logic Studios, and uh, it's going to be a fun, sh- uh, fun show tonight. So I want to welcome everybody listening in. If you're tuning in on Shoutcast or on the website, psn-radio.com, please make your way over to the chat room and chat away. Uh, follow us on Twitter, or follow me on Twitter, at the Jackal. That's at T-H-A-J-A-C-K-A-L. Something like that. J-A-C-K-A-L. There we go. Anyway, at the Jackal on Twitter. Also follow me on Facebook and every other place in social media. In fact, you just type in the Jackal on Google and you'll find everything I'm on. Just follow me everywhere, please. Just I want to be followed. It's amazing how radio now has become like a a landscape to promote social media. Because every show that I hear, they promote their Twitter account, their Facebook account. This never happened when Neil Rogers was on the air. It never did. You know, 15 years ago, nobody knew about social media. That's like a a new thing now. But even on AM radio, constantly you're hearing the same jibber-jabber about, oh, yeah, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. You have to be everywhere these days. You have to be. Now, yesterday I had a a little bit of a medical occurrence. If anybody's been following uh, me on Facebook, for example, you would know that I posted that I was at the hospital yesterday. And I want to say thank you to everybody who was really nice and uh, left, um, you know, kind words and encouraging words and stuff on on my Facebook page. Um, It's always, you know, nice to know that people care. Now, I did have a little bit of a, a medical thing done yesterday. I had a, a cyst uh, removed from my side, uh, which uh, it's kind of nasty, really. But um, they drained it, removed, you know, everything in there. And, uh, well, I'm okay now. Uh, you know, some people thought I wasn't going to be able to walk for a couple of days. I don't know why, but it's, you know, not that big of a deal. It's a couple 
cuts here and there, but it had to be taken care of if not, it can get infected and it can become really bad. So the worst part about it, though, is I have to spend three months now on some crazy medication just to make sure that there's no infection in that area. Three months. It's crazy. And uh, the craziest part is my insurance doesn't cover it, so it's 50 bucks a bottle. <laughs> Love Obamacare. Love Obamacare. Anyway, uh, moving on to a couple other things. Uh, oh, you know, I wanted to bring this up before I get to the, some news because we're only going to do like you know a couple stories, and then we're going to get Stevie Mac on the on the show here for the full uh, segment, all forty minutes of Stevie Mac. Um, but I did want to bring this up uh, just to promote this because it's such a great series. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the show Southland. Uh, I recently became aware of the show. I was actually out at Best Buy and um, was just walking around at Best Buy and uh, I saw this uh, DVD box set for season one of Southland. And the thing was about five bucks for the season. Now, mind you, DVDs have gone down in price uh, thanks to Netflix and other streaming technologies. Uh, but five bucks for an, an entire season on DVD, I was like, eh, I've got to give it a chance. I've, you know, I've seen one episode, and it, it was a long time ago when I saw one episode. And it was pretty good, but it was halfway through like season two or three, so I didn't really know what was going on in the storyline. But it was pretty good, and I was like, oh, well, let me give it a, sh- a shot for five bucks. You know, it, it reminded me of like back in the day when we used to shop at Blockbuster Video. You know, this, I actually do this a lot now. I'll go to Best Buy and just walk around, get a couple movies here and there. Uh, it's like going to Blockbuster Video back in the day. It's about the same price, really, five bucks. How much a, a movie was back 15 years ago. Uh, now you get to keep it. So, got home, started watching it, completely got hooked. Uh, it's a great series. In fact, uh, one of the main reasons why I got it was because one of the main actors on the show is a, a really good actor that I like, uh, Ben McKenzie. And you, you might realize or you might recognize that name, Ben McKenzie. He's actually uh, playing Commissioner Gordon on the uh, hit TV show Gotham. That's right, the uh, Batman show without Batman. Commissioner Gordon himself is on this series. And that's the first thing you see is his face, like, ugh. His uh, goofy face in the very uh, cover of this thing. Uh, but it's a, it's a great, great, great series. Uh, and it's funny because when I started watching it, the first thing I noticed was, was uh, this is Gotham without Gotham. That's kind of what it is. I mean, it's the same kind of storyline. It's a young police guy who gets through the, the, this precinct and nobody really likes him. They can't trust him because he's too by the book. Kind of like uh, James Gordon. Right, same actor. So it's kind of funny that he really uh, was cast as James Gordon. I think because of this show. I think the producers saw this series and they were like, "Yep, that's James Gordon right there. That's our Gordon for our Gotham show. That's him. Got to be him." But it's a great series. I. It, it's funny. I saw the. It's a short series. It's not like there are twenty episodes or anything like that. It's like a handful of like eight nine episodes or something. I ran through the first two uh, DVDs in like one day. Just I marathoned them. And um, the next day, I was like, oh, man, I want to see something else. And I ended up ordering season two, three, four, and five on Amazon because uh, you can't get them in stores uh, for cheap. So I ended up getting a good deal on Amazon and bought the entire series. So now i got a lot of uh, Southland to watch. But I highly recommend it. It's a great, great series. Uh, fantastic uh, actors in this. I mean, uh, Regina King is in this thing. And I don't know if you, if you are aware at all of who Regina King is. Uh, she's one of these actresses. That if you don't know who she is by name, you might never like 
you, you know, you might never even hear her or because people don't really talk about her that much, but she's a really good actress and she's been in a lot of, you know, good stuff over the last 15, you know, years. Uh, she's done, uh, let's see, she was in Jerry Maguire, Enemy of the State. Uh, she's been on the Boondocks. Uh, she was in Ray. I mean, we're talking about good movies here. The Cinderella story. Um, man, uh, let's see what else she's been in. Uh, no, well, of course, uh, Jerry Maguire, but the, the big one that everybody would know her from is uh, she was in Poetic Justice with Tupac, and she was on Friday, also with uh, Ice Cube and uh, Smokey, or Chris Tucker. So, And she was in Boys in the Hood. So, I mean, she's done a lot of like iconic movies in her career, but, yeah, she's not as well-known as she should be, and she is awesome in this show. So, highly recommend Southland. Go out and get it. Great cast, great series. And I uh, can't say enough good things about it. It's funny because I, I miss a lot of TV shows when they currently air. I just don't have time to watch TV as much with radio stuff and life. Uh, so every once in a while, I'll find a gem like this, and I start watching it, and I completely get hooked. Kind of like Dexter. I'd missed the entire thing. The final season was on, and then somebody was like, dude, you really got to watch Dexter. And I watched the first episode, and that was that. I had to watch the entire series because it was so good. Uh, Breaking Bad is another one, and uh, Southland is really, really good. It's, it's without a doubt, one of the best police shows you're ever going to watch. Without a doubt. Uh, now, I do want to get to a couple of uh, things in the news. Um, let me see here. I don't know if you guys uh, saw this, but the full title for the movie Independence Day is finally revealed, and it's called Independence Day, Independence Day the sequel to Independence Day, I should say, because uh, you might say, wait a second. There already was an Independence Day. You're right. There was an Independence Day. But they're making a sequel to Independence Day. And they're doing something cool. They're not calling it like Independence Day Independence Day 2. The search for more money. No, they're calling it Independence Day Resurgence. Huh? How do you feel about that? Independence Day Resurgence. Now, it was announced uh, really on the 20th... Yeah, actually... 23rd, it was announced. Officially, Independence Day Resurgence, it's the sequel, and uh, you can check out uh, a lot of uh, what's going on with the film over on SuperheroHype.com. There's a video on there that's posted. Uh, let me see. Wow, I can't believe they actually got... Whoa, James Woods is in this thing. Nice. Features a script by Roland Emmerich, uh, Dean Devlin, uh, James Vanderbilt is in this. Uh, James Vanderbilt, that's a great name. Uh, James Woods is in this thing also, and uh, Nicholas Wright in the movie, so. But they did not get Will Smith. They did not bring Big Willie back. Nah, I gotta say I'm a little bit, um... I'm a little 50-50 on that. Because, honestly, his character really was that series. So I don't know how they're gonna, you know, now just justify it with having another actor in that role. It reminds me of Speed. Remember the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves? I'm sure everybody remembers that, you know, that famous movie. Well, the sequel, not so good, not so famous, Speed Cruise Control. Remember that disaster? Well, this kind of reminds me, I hope it's not that. It could also go more to like the uh, realm of uh, Jurassic Park 2, where they didn't have the entire full assembled cast, but they brought back a main ingredient in Jeff Goldblum. Maybe that's uh, what we'll get here, and we'll get a semi-good sequel. Which, with this movie, that's really all we're hoping for at this point. Semi-good, semi-okay, I mean, 
Just give me something uh, enjoyable. And I'll be okay with that, I guess. But uh, Independence Day Resurgence is the official title. I really don't uh, know how I feel about that until I see more. Uh, just the title doesn't really uh, do anything for me. But uh, Bill, uh, I think Bill Pullman is back in this thing also. I mean, he's not playing the president, obviously, but uh, he's going to be in this. Jeff Goldblum is back in this. Uh, Liam Hemsworth is going to be in this one also. Uh, Vivica A. Fox. I mean, it's, it's a good cast. It's a good cast, but it's another alien invasion movie. Yeah, we've seen a plenty of those, huh? Over the last few years. Uh, speaking of aliens, we've only got a, about a couple minutes here before we go on break. The next story, and uh, one of the last stories I'm going to read, involves a, a very famous kid actor who, well, let's just say he uh, was famous for being in a galaxy far, far away where aliens live. Actor Jake Lloyd was arrested in South Carolina after a car chase, and there's some audio of the chase before and during and after. Uh, there's an actual audio clip. Um, do we have this audio clip, Pete? Do you have this set up? Is it queued up? Yeah. All right, let's play this real quick. Uh, actual audio of Jake Lloyd's arrest for speeding. Now, Jake Lloyd, of course, is the actor who played young Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Uh, he was arrested. Uh, TMZ learned uh, of this insane car chase, and they got the audio. Check- Why do you think that? He always wins. <laughs> uh, all kidding aside, but you know, I wonder if at any point when the cop pulled him over and looked in the car and said, eh, that's Anakin Skywalker. I wonder if, it, if I was the cop, I would be like, Sabulba always wins. I, I would just say it. I mean, why not? It's, you know, how many times are going to get to arrest Anakin Skywalker, right? Lloyd was driving in Charleston, uh, South Carolina, when sheriff's deputies began pursuing him. The chase uh, was underway, and it went on for miles into another county. Deputies say that Jake began passing cars on the double yellow line and began driving recklessly. At high speeds. Cops say eventually Jake lost control of his car, which ran off the road uh, through a fence and into the wooded area where he struck several trees. The 26-year-old, wow, he's 26 already, Jesus, man, I feel old, who has started in also, <laughs> oh, man, no wonder his career's in the toilet. He also started in Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was arrested for reckless driving, failure to stop, resisting arrest, and driving without a license, and, of course, for being Anakin Skywalker. That's right. I said it. Yippee. We'll be right back. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 95 Nine four nine seven three 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 seven four. That's nine five four nine seven three thirty three seventy four. Or visit keyinformation.com. In a world run by thugs and imbeciles, by robber barons in three-piece suits, where a subservient media pipes sewage into the eyes and ears of the masses 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where do you go for the truth? Is the president an alien, either Kenyan or Zeta? 
to the fabulous sea monkeys ordered from comic book ads by kids in the 60s and 70s. Slither out of their tanks and into ears, and are they running the brains of the ruling elite today? Is David Icke right about the queen being a lizard, or is there a sea monkey brooding on his brain like a jockey atop a chunk of horse meat? Are Lemurians beneath Mount Shasta really addicted to porn and chewing tobacco, or are there spokesmen in the surface world deluded or deranged? For the answers to all these questions and more, tune in each week for another revealing and informative episode of Unraveling the Secrets, and get that sea monkey off of your brain. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's Ashes. In a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Time to go mobile. Welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head right here on PSN Radio. Of course, you can check out the website, psn-radio.com. Go over and chat live with everybody who's in there right now. But right now, we're joined by the guest, Mr. Stevie Mack, is on the show. Welcome to Inside the Jackal's Head, Stevie. It's a pleasure having you on. Another Chipotle. Hey, dude, check this out. I don't know if you've been watching the news, but lately, uh, as of late, there was a Chipotle. A car ran into a Chipotle on Pico here in Hollywood, right? Ran all right, into right. the motherfucker. I guess they really had to have that burrito. And now, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, this is ironic. I, I mean, I just realized this once I got out to look. There is a Chipotle in Beverly Hills. Motherfucker running all up here. What the hell do they got in Chipotle? They got people running all up into them. You know, get it. What the hell is that? Well, it's a special <laughs> sauce, man. I tell you, Chipotle sauce is, uh, it's Martian. It's not human. That, that thing was made on another world, man. I, I believe, I, look, before the 1950s, there was no such thing as Chipotle. I believe the Roswell crash brought Chipotle. You, that's why they call you the jackal. See, we That's why they call me the, the jackal. Jackals here. He got all kind of, uh, <laughs> theories, you know, uh, I always say that I'm not uh, one of those people who are a, uh, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, mm. always, always always got a plot or a or suspecting something's a schemer. going on. No, 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 not a plot, but a plan, but uh, I'm a schemer. Come to me. <laughs> no, 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 it's a person who's always thinking that, that the Illuminati's up to some shit. Oh, you know? conspiracy theorist. Thank conspiracy you, not? conspiracy theorist. Yes. You know, it's a trip, man, how, how you can just draw a blank all of a sudden. And I've been saying this <laughs> word all my life. I say it on my show often. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, no, it makes sense. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I handle 
uh, a lot of that topic on my show. Like we talk about conspiracy stuff, ufology, paranormal, uh, 9-11 stuff. I mean, we, we tackle a little bit of everything on this show. And to be honest, the more I do, you know, shows on these subjects, the less conspiracy, conspiratorial I become, believe it or not. <laughs> why, why is that? Well, it's funny because the more and more you dig into this stuff, the more it falls apart. A lot of it is uh, just know, people making, you know, making stuff up. But some, some, of it holds, some of it holds up, though. Some of it should hold true because you Some of it does, and some of, and some of it you get put so many holes in there, man. It's like Swiss cheese, you know what I mean? Well, some people get carried away with the conspiracy theory. You know, it's like, yep. all right, let's look at this. All right, two Chipotle's got hit, right? This is some <laughs> Al-Qaeda shit right here. It was a guy that Al, he was a caterer, and see, they called him Al Cater, and now he's trying to take down all the Chipotle one by one with cars. That's some way out bullshit right there. And somebody would fall for that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but is it really far fetched that uh, an organization like you know that's that's out there like that's kind of crazy what you were saying there? But it, it wouldn't be too far fetched uh, for for some big corporation like say like a Starbucks or something like that to be to be created by some evil megalomaniac who wants to take over the world. But he needs your money first, so this would be like a perfect way to start. Like, hey, Walt Disney probably had that in mind. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Slowly taking over too. the world, man. Let me tell you something else, too. It, would, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to take that somebody locally who has a Mexican food restaurant is having all these cars crash into Chipotle to get rid of the competition. Some people get paranoid about Chipotle. And I mean, Chipotle, cars be crashing into them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, they opened a couple of Chipotle uh, places here in uh, down south, and uh, the Taco Bells around the area went out of business. Wow, see, they put the little guy out. Yeah, Chipotle's like the new blockbuster video for Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make a crawl for Chipotle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, so Stevie. Right here. Yeah, they go for it. Let's get into this real quick. I, I wanted to get a, a little bit of your background because you've been all over the place, man. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about your show, uh, what you've done. Because, I mean, let's see. Uh, Lifetime's uh, Prank My Mom. You've been on NBC, UPN, Last Comic Standing, HBO, Spike TV, BET. And now, finally, you're on this show, which is, this has to be the pinnacle of your success right here, right? There, this is the one. I mean, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm in 161. The, the reason why this is the one is because this is what's happening at this very moment. See, uh, the next moment ain't guaranteed, so make That's the true. best out of each and every moment. And right now, this is what's happening, baby. This is where I'm at. And in terms of what I've been on and where I'm headed and where I've been, I, you know, it's been so much stuff. I am a glutton for uh, content getting in and on content and creating content because I know our time is limited here on earth. So I'm trying right. to get in and on as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Honestly, I, when I try to tell people all the stuff I've been on, I feel either like I'm being a braggart or I feel like, or I feel like it's unbelievable. Like this dude is lying because it's so much. And, and I forget all the stuff, but I can tell you the latest stuff. How about we do that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the most the recent stuff. The most recent stuff, and I'll start with the very last thing I did, because this stuff's constantly like, let me, I'm going to the future on you. Tomorrow <laughs> I'm on the set of a, uh, I'm the CEO of Fozzie's, which is a new organic fast food restaurant. 
Nice. Uh, I am the CEO of that in this commercial. Tomorrow nice. we're shooting that. And, uh, and I have an, an audi- two auditions tomorrow and an audition the day after that. So let's back up. Just debuted a movie called American Bad Boy starring Cat Williams, directed by Obababa Tunde. And it nice. is Magic Mike meets Chocolate City meets Empire. So it's all that wrapped in the one. Wow. Cat Williams <laughs> plays a dramatic role in this movie. He, he plays a role that you would think Terrence Howard would be playing. It's not the silly Cat Williams. This is a serious... Uh, this is really a good look for him, man. He got some, some monologues in this movie that are so memorable that I want to memorize them and, and because of stomp-down pimp shit. And also, uh, nice. I play a, a character called Reginald, and I have like five scenes in the movie, and they're all speaking parts. So this is a good look for me. Um, nice, right before that, we released a movie called Expelled, which is now available. Now, instantly, uh, American Bad Boy is available now at Walmart on DVD and at Redbox and on Amazon. Uh, uh, downloadable. It's American Bad Boy. You can just Google that and it'll come up on Google Bad Boy Movie. A Bad Boy Movie. Uh, Cat Williams. Stevie Mac putting it down for the crowd. M-A-C-K. Just uh, make sure they get the name right. And then um, <clears throat> of Expelled. I play uh, I play a person the movie Expelled. And Expelled yeah. is a movie that is targeting the social media crowd because the star right. Dallas Cameron has just won an MTV award for uh, Best Buying uh, person, whatever that means. I mean, he's got like six million followers on Vine and three way on Twitter, and just like this whole thing. You and know, it, it's funny. I, I was talking about that earlier on the show. I never listened to the intro monologue about you know how social media has exploded the last ten, fifteen years. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. You do radio. Can you imagine fifteen years ago, nobody was mentioning social media on radio. There was no such thing. Nobody what? Fifteen years ago. Nobody was mentioning Twitter, Facebook. There's no such thing. Now it's like every radio show. It didn't show. exist. Yeah, it didn't now, exist. It, now it's like I'll all in you. your face. It, it's so important in today's lexicon. They're making movies about social media. I mean, even even nine years ago, dude, it's when I got yeah. on uh, uh, YouTube, right? A friend of mine told me, he said, hey, man, uh, go check out this thing called YouTube. Because <laughs> he was a breakdance. <laughs> I was doing breakdance videos. I was producing this awesome stuff out of uh, uh, West San Gabriel Valley at the time where I created a television studio. We were on uh, Charter Communication with a show called uh, Club Beat that I produced. I mean, just, you know, it goes on and on. But he told me, go, go on uh, this thing called YouTube. I said, what? He said, yeah. And so I typed it up. I went on there. And I, just, I was just blown away. Like, you could peer into people's lives. Yep. Like videos, just all the, and I got hooked, and I just immediately started producing content for YouTube back then. And uh, you know, and what happens with me, uh, Jacko, is that every social media site that pops up, I get on it, and I create mm. a, a profile, and I immediately start utilizing that. I don't sit around and, and talk bad. Oh, what are the old MySpace? We want the old Facebook. Remember those people that love <laughs> oh, yeah. about? I miss my MySpace. Well, you're about 10 years too late. Yeah, get with the change. <laughs> this is what I do. I roll with the change. There's a book called Who Moved My Cheese? Number one bestseller uh, on New York uh, uh, bestsellers list. And it's just about these mice in a rat maze, uh, maze running around. They're getting this cheese right at the end of the maze. And all of a sudden, somebody moves the cheese. 
the whole analogy of the book is about move with the cheese. Don't keep going to the same place looking for it after somebody moved it. You got to move with the cheese in right. order to, to capitalize. So Makes with sense. that being said, that's what I do. I move with the cheese. I roll with the change. I roll with the new. I'm constantly evolving as we speak. So Expelled broke all kind of records. The movie that I'm in, I play a, a principal in this movie, a school principal. It's a, it's a Ferris Bueller days off for today's generation. Um, nice. done by all social media mavens. And so I play a, a, school, a school teacher who gets shot with a poisonous dart when I'm trying to tell the parents in the conference that their kids expel. It is funny, man. It's a funny movie, and it broke all kind of records on iTunes as the most downloaded, fastest ever movie in the history of iTunes. It's nice. shot to number one. It's available on Netflix now. It got, it got bumped up to Netflix. They bought it. And so that movie's called Expelled. And before that, before Expelled, I did Mercury Insurance commercial. That's out now. And a Realtor.com commercial that's all over the nation. They just re-upped for another year on that commercial. So that'll be going at the same time when my new commercial for Jardiance, the type 2 diabetes commercial, is about to be released in print and television. So I'll be in magazines and on TV, and that's coming out next month. So, so you're going to be the face of diabetes in America. Well, one of the faces. Dude, have you noticed how many commercials there are for type two diabetes now? Which makes oh, it's me crazy, like, dude. Yeah. What the hell's going on, right? Well, it's only in America too, because remember, America, we're a fat. You know, this is a fat nation, man, and everybody here is going to develop diabetes apparently. And heart disease. Country. And heart disease, yeah. And heart disease. <laughs> it's amazing. Here, you're you're a social media mogul. Uh, have you heard of uh, this new social media called TSU? Sue. P S U. That must be a T new one. T as in Tom, S as in Sam, U as in Universe. Sue dot C O. Not yet. I'm, this is the first time I heard about that. I'm going to get on it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now check this out. It, it's actually very innovative. Uh, you actually get paid for your post on this uh, website. Totally legit. Ooh. I have an account on there. Uh, it's you know very cool looking. Um, it's like Facebook kind of you know like that kind of style. It's a social media uh, platform very similar to that. It's a little bit more high techy, uh, but the cool thing is uh, the more you post, uh, you know there's advertising everywhere, just like in Facebook and everywhere else. They actually pay you. Man, you gotta send me that link, man. You know I'm gonna get on that. Oh man, I tell you, I think that is going to be the next big thing in social media, and it always keeps moving on and moving on. It's it's amazing. I'm gonna send you a link for you get so you get on. Please do. Send me that, man, because like I say, I'm getting on everything that's cracking, lacking. Ain't no shame in my game. I'm making it happen, cat, moving and grooving, and I'm rhyming. And, and, and timing. <laughs> you stay busy, man. I'll tell you what, you stay busy. You've got like, what, nine movies under your belt now? Eight, nine movies, something like that? Oh, my God. If you go to my IMDb, you'll see that I have 27 movie credits. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've been in film since I was 10, uh, off and on. And it was in the last eight years that I got serious about it as a career, as opposed to just a hobby. And right. same with my stand-up. I was on uh, Last Comic Standing for two seasons. Uh <clears throat> And it just moves on. What I'm doing now is I'm very picky about the parts I take, like Taraji P. Henson. You uh-huh. see Taraji on Empire? She's very picky about the parts she takes, and she winds up getting some really good parts. If you just take anything, some people just want to be on TV just yep. for the sake of being on TV, and I'm not there. <laughs> I've been on all kinds of shows, reality shows. I was on a show called Prank My Mom, hosted by Vivica Fox. That's on the Lifetime channel, and I was one of the pranksters. <laughs> it was a funny-ass show. It only lasted one season. I don't know why. It's so funny, man. 
But there's all kind of new prank shows coming out, probably. You know, the competition is heavy for that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I've done, so what happens is what I do. I, when I do a type of show, and I'll tell you what I mean by a type of show. When I do a type of TV show, I don't do that show again. For instance, mm. uh, we could say that American Bad Boy is like a, um, a hood type of show, a movie, okay? Right, a hood movie. Okay, so uh, maybe I'll do another hood movie, but I don't know. It's not so hoodie where it's like a bunch of shoot 'em up gangster shit. So it's in between that. Like I said, it's Magic Mike meets Chocolate City meets Empire. So it's a black movie, definitely black right. genre movie. Um, and then I did Expel, which is totally white. It's white thirteen-year-old teenagers. And so, so you know, I have these type of movies under my belt. Well, that's great so because do, that, that avoids getting typecast, which is exactly what an actor like exactly, you wants. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm going. That's perfect. You can't yeah. pigeonhole me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, one of my good buddies uh, is doing a very, something very similar, Carlos Mendez, who's uh, Eva Mendez's little brother. I don't know if you know her, Eva Mendez. Uh, I know who name. she is. Yeah. And, uh, She's her a brother's very beautiful woman. Gorgeous lady. Uh, her younger brother's a good friend of mine from high school. We grew up together, and uh, he's doing the same thing. He's doing a lot of different parts, and I asked him, and he said the very same thing you said right now. He said, I don't want to get typecast. You know, that's right. that's exactly what, you know, good, and he's a good actor also, but that's what I think good actors always should do. Find the most different role that you could find from the last role you did. This way you could avoid that typecast. Because the best thing you want to do is be asked to do the same role over and over again. That creatively could drain you. It, it does not only creatively drains you, it pigeonholes you. You know, certain certain actors yep. get stuck with the gay role, and I ain't gonna say no name. But every time you see a movie <laughs> and it's the gay guy, it's that one actor. You know, it's like you don't want to <laughs> yeah. be that guy stuck in some role like that, or or it, even with your weight. Like my weight goes up and down, and lately I've been bodybuilding as much as I can uh, uh, to to eliminate the fat because muscle eats fat, right? And so right. I don't want to be that fat guy. You know, the fat roles. You know, I have some roles where I look heavy set. But I'm not trying to be the fat guy. You, you don't want to be like, the, yeah. You don't want to be the the black Chris Farley on, in every movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. Just the fat, and you could because it gets hard. You, you get yeah. typecast, and you go, and, and then you have to be the funny fat friend. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm a heavy, I'm a heavy set dude, also, and it's funny. I got offered a movie role uh, this past year, uh, and I turned it down because of the, the movie itself, because of what the movie's about. Uh, and when I tell you what the movie's about, you're gonna be like, I, I understand. Uh, okay. They offered me the role as the the funny fat guy, and I'm I'm a big guy. I admit it. I'm a I'm a big guy. Uh, yeah. And the the movie is uh, called Drag Hell. It's about the zombie apocalypse in a drag queen nightclub. Oh. Now, mind you, I'm not gay. I have no interest in being around drag queens. It's not something I am familiar with. I don't even know that world other than especially, Bruce Jenner now. Especially zombie drag queens, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, other than Bruce Jenner, I'm not really familiar with drag queens. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 zombie drag queens sucking dick, dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny because I, I know the director. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good friend, and he offered me the role. And, and I, and, you know, he's I think he's bisexual or whatever. But you know, he offered me the role, and he was like, "Look, uh, you know, I really want you to be in this movie." And then he showed me the script, and I was like, ah, "No thanks." <laughs> I love the zombie genre, but I don't want to be involved in a gay zombie. Uh, apocalypse in a drag queen club type of movie. And the role well, that he offered me was, what, you know, what, what would your character be doing? 
<laughs> well, I wasn't in drag or anything, thank God. Uh, I played the drug dealer, which is, that's typecasting already, because this is the third role that I get offered as a drug dealer. I turned them all down. Uh, I was, I was offered, it was uh, the fat drug dealer who was kind of a wisecrack, uh, and he uh, is sort of maybe or maybe not dating one of the, the male drag queens. And he goes to the club uh, to collect money from the other drag queens when the apocalypse breaks out. That's what was pitched to me. I saw the trailer. They actually did a little trailer for uh, for YouTube and whatnot for the movie that they shot already. And I see the guy they picked to play the role that I would have, you know, played because they wrote the role for me in particular. And I saw the part, and I'm like, I am so glad I didn't do that movie. So oh, really? Was it horrible? Oh, it looks so bad. I'll send you the link so you can check it out. It looks just yeah, terrible. I like to laugh at that. Hey, let me just describe you what I'm looking at now. I'm going to describe Tell you us. two things. First of all... Okay, what I'm looking at now is, a, I think it's a Porsche, no, it's a Mercedes SUV with a bunch of young Persian guys bumping some hip-hop <laughs> with the windows down all loud, and they're in Beverly Hills right right here, and they yeah, roll definitely virgins. Before them, before them, there was two young hotties with the bodies uh, walking by with some guy, and I mean, you know how you stare and you don't care that they know you're staring? That's what happened. That's how good they look. Nice. <laughs> I stared. I didn't care that they knew I was staring. Oh, yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> so Beverly Hills is a trip. You've been to South Beach. You've been to Miami, right? Uh, what do you? How do you compare uh, this coast to that coast? I, I, have, I, yet grew up to, in Cali, I so. have yet to come to South Beach yet. I haven't been Are there. Are you I've serious? Been you've never, uh-huh. Really? You've never been to South Beach? Oh, my goodness. i got to come down there, man. Fly me down there. For real? We've got to put that together and have you come down here. Yeah, do a comedy show. Yeah, you know, let's go to. Let's, let, let me ask you about that. You do stand up comedy. Uh, how is that? Uh, I did one stand up comedy attempt ten years ago. It did not go well. Uh, I never went back on stage. Uh, I'll admit it. it, it I wasn't uh, very polished at the uh, stand up comedy. Uh, oh my goodness! Let me tell you something. I've been in front of crowds and no problems. Uh, stand up yeah. comedy was the the toughest thing I've ever uh, had to do. It's one I, of the hardest things to do in the world. Stand up comedy completely. and 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 there was a there was a, a thing on television, some like one of those shows, sixty minutes or something, where they did this profile and they put this stress meter on people who worked right. And, uh-huh. and the hardest, yeah. the two hardest jobs, the most stressful was stand up comedian and yep. uh, meter maid, the, the parking enforcement. You know, people yeah, write yeah. tickets. Those are the two hardest and most stressful things. Well, let me tell you, stand up comedy. I, I, I used to be terrified before I go on stage and, and always ask myself, why am I doing stand-up comedy? What in the hell did I start doing this for? But then I'd get the mic in my hand and all that would vanish. And, and it would just go away and I'd say a few words and boom, the magic started happening. Now I'm at the point, because I've been doing it since 1990, okay? So uh, uh, now I'm at the point that were, before I go on stage, I just say a little prayer. And the prayer is this. Lord, bless me to go out here and to make these people laugh, and to educate them while they're laughing, and most of all, let us all have fun. That's the prayer I say. So once I say that little prayer, and, I, and I'm, I'm calm then, I go out there now, and as long as I keep it relaxed and conversational, I'm at my best. Because if you're on stage and so much of nervous energy, the audience feels it, there's a disconnect. You have to have a connection. Yeah. And each audience is different. Some audiences are full of shit. Okay, you go out there, <laughs> and they're all drunk and loud. And 
all yeah. you can do is is be loud back at them. So each audience, I look at stand comedy like martial arts. Each fight is different. Each mm, fight a, is different. That's a way to describe it. Yeah. Exactly, and you have to prepare yeah. yourself for battle. And this is what Bruce Lee said, the master, Master Lee said, you have to have the style of having no style. And when you have the style of having no style, your opponent is thrown off because they don't know where you're coming from. So in comedy, I, I don't pigeonhole myself to one style. I'm ready for whatever. I go out there, I'll do magic, song, comedy, dance, improv, you know what I'm saying, mind, <laughs> whatever I have to do, backflips. Right there, I'm ready. So uh, it depends on the audience. <laughs> well, imagine really old people who right? imagine it, imagine it being your first time on stage, right? And uh, you're terrified, and you have one of those crowds that is loud and yelling and drunk. Oh, uh, you got This is the last thing I, I remind comedians: <laughs> if you forget this one thing, you don't you're gonna mess up. The main thing to remember in comedy is have fun. If you stop having fun, now you're serious, and now you're worried. Yeah, that's true. If you, and then if you, you start take sweating. it too serious, yeah, if you take it too serious, <laughs> you're going to mess up because you're judging yourself now. You've yep. you got to stop judging yourself and go out there and have fun. If they're loud, get loud with them. Pick somebody out the crowd and have fun with them. <laughs> bring them to my face if they think they know so much. Bring your, bring your loud ass up on stage and let me interview you. <laughs> Whatever. You, just got you, ever done that with with a, you ever done that with a heckler? Brought him on stage and uh, made him oh, part of the Oh, hell gag. yeah. And guess what? So they get on stage, they ain't got shit to say. Because now they're in front of everybody. <laughs> now they know how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you got to have some snappy comebacks for hecklers. Like, you got to have an arsenal of things to say. Like, I'll give you a couple of quick ones. <laughs> Sir, I don't come down to your job slapping the dicks out your mouth, so, you know, that's one of them. <laughs> the, the other one is, look at that head. Last time I've seen a head like this, it had a rubber on it. So, you know, you got just some snappy comebacks, you know. <laughs> oh, that's <good>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's some of your favorite comedians of all time? Like, who are the guys that inspired you to do some comedy? That's a tough one. It's like asking me what's my favorite food. You know, I'm a big guy, so I'm like, oh. Uh, but, but, but growing up, you know, I used to listen to Cheech and Chong, Richard Pryor, oh, yeah. Cliff Wilson, George Carlin, Steve Martin, and then the modern-day comedians, uh, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, and, and the rest. You know, uh, even Cat Williams, uh, man, Cat Williams' late, latest stuff has been on point because he seemed to be coming mm -hmm. to his senses again, and he yep. said some profound stuff. Um, I like all types of comedians, he's always, man. He's always been funny, though. Cat Williams' stand-up has always been good. I mean, I, I haven't yeah. seen a bad one yet, to be honest. Well, he, sometimes he gets too loud and too profane for people, you know, yeah. uh, for certain certain people. You know, I'll tell you somebody who's really funny. <laughs> this, this is a, a little person. His name is Brad Williams. I don't know if you're familiar with Brad Williams. Brad Williams, his stand -up, no. Yeah, his stand -up, I, don't, I don't Tony he, Cox. No I'm gonna say the M word. He's a midget, and but he is hilarious. He's he's like uh, people get him confused with, with uh, Weed Man, right? Because they look okay. alike. But Brad Williams, he in his voice, he has a voice sort of like uh, Peter Dinklage. It's like he's a little person, but he has a grown man voice. So he has right, a little right. midget voice. But he is so fucking funny, dude. He wears like a tie and a vest when he's on stage, and his whole routine is about being a little person. But it's hilarious. And I met him before at John Lovett's Comedy Club where he had his podcast up there, but I didn't know he was so funny in stand-up. Well, once I've seen his stand-up special, I believe it's on HBO or Showtime right now. It's called Brad Williams' uh, 
something, a little like life-size bites or something like that, little bites or small <laughs> bites. Bite-size life. Bite-size <laughs> uh, comedy. So he is hilarious. So so I like I like a lot of comedians, you know, a lot of different comedians. Uh, and those are the ones who inspire me. The ones who inspire me, Dave Chappelle. You know, I met Dave Chappelle before oh, okay. he became famous. Yeah. And Cat Williams, too. A lot of guys. Chris Tucker. We all run together. And, um... Uh, so those guys yeah. inspire me. I like smart comedy. I like comedy that makes you think. But also sometimes this comedy is just an all-out fool. Now go ahead, yeah. Jeff. Well, you was about to say something. No, no. I was going to say, uh, you know, it's funny. I knew Dave Chappelle was going to be a star when I saw uh, the movie Half Baked in theaters when it came out. Really? I was. Really? I saw. I was one of. The, I don't know if I was one of the few, but I went with friends. We saw it in theaters. Laughed my ass off, and I was like, "This Chappelle guy, he's going to be big. This guy's going to be really big one day." And then let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm show Chappelle. happened. Amazing. Uh, that's tight right there, dude. A dude just rode by on an electric bike with uh, fluorescent tires. Uh, that was awesome. Okay, nice. that was another sighting in Beverly Hills. So uh, <laughs> I met Dave Chappelle. I was at the comedy store one night. And I, what I used to do when I used to play the comedy store a lot back in the 90s, I would go across the street to what is now... I don't know if it was the Mondrian back then. I think it was the Mondrian. The Mondrian Hotel where the Sky Bar is. Yeah, you uh-huh. got to be like really famous to get in there now. But I used to go over there and relax in the bar area uh-huh. and, uh, and before I go on stage. So I, would go, I went over there one night and talking to the bartender. And he said, do you know a guy named Dave Chappelle? I go, no. He said, yeah, he's in town doing a movie. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And, like, and then he walks in, right, and he sits down. He said, oh, here he is right here. And so I introduced myself. We started talking. <laughs> you doing a movie? He goes, yeah, man. I'm doing this movie uh, with, uh, with with this Mel Brooks guy, man. <laughs> really? Robin Hood, he Men said, in Tights, yes. <laughs> he said it's called Robin Hood, Men in Tights. And so this is when he was making Robin Hood, Men in Tights is when I met him. And uh, we started wow. talking. And, and then I invited him out to some other comedy shows. I got his number. And I started getting him on some stages in L.A. He didn't know nobody over here. So I would take him and go, hey, man, this dude's name is Dave, and he's funny as hell, man. <laughs> they put him on stage, and he's ripping. And uh, that, that's how that happened. Wow, no kidding. So in other words, you're partly responsible for his success. Well, actually, you know, God is responsible for his success. I'm just a it, do it for, yes. for whatever. I'm partly responsible for your success. If that's the, if that's the case, Jack I'll give you full credit. Up. Damn, you remember Stevie Mathis on his show? That's what that's what that's what That's what did it. That was a catalyst for the explosion that, that is the Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah, man. Hey, but tell me about your tell me about your radio show, the Stevie Mac show. Tell us a little bit more about your radio show. Well, the Stevie Mac show comes on Monday through Thursday at 10 p.m. Yeah. Pacific Standard Time, and I cover pop culture, current events. Um, I used to do a lot of celebrity interviews, and I stopped doing uh-huh. that because people was tuning in to hear me. And I said, oh, they want more me. Y'all asses out. So I stopped doing interviews, and I just started doing all Stevie Mac. I do several different characters on my show, sort of like Phil Henry. I, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I, I do weird news. Woo, you know, it's it's funny way. you men, it's funny you mentioned Phil Hendry. I have a character voice that I do because of Phil. He's a god to me, Phil Hendry. And and and, and, and in yeah. fact, it's funny. Uh, Phil Hendry. There's four people that got me involved in radio that are the reasons why I got into radio. Phil Hendry, Art Bell, uh, George uh, George Rodriguez, uh, and Neil Rogers. Uh, they got me into radio. I know George Rodriguez is a good friend of mine. Uh, met Neil. Uh, you know, 
briefly, and he passed away, you know, a few years ago. Uh, I'm working now with Art Bell on Dark Matter Radio Network, his uh, radio station, uh, which is funny. Phil Hendry is my all-time favorite radio comedian. He's my all-time favorite radio personality. <laughs> that, did, that dude is the most talented radio person I've ever heard in isn't my entire isn't life. Isn't he awesome, man? Amazing. And, you know, it's funny, as a tribute, when I started doing my show about six years ago, I came up with a character voice uh, in tribute to Phil Hendry, and I even sent him a thing saying, I'm doing a character in tribute to you because I think you're amazing. And the character's name is Pete Dickinson, uh, which is uh, a rift of Bud Dickman, his character. And uh. Pete, he, he kind of talks like this, a little bit like Kermit the Frog style. And he's, <laughs> I heard he's, his character on his show, yeah. Pete, you know, and I, this is the first time I'm going. Uh, I'm going outside the veil and, and revealing the character name here. As a character. Really, I've okay. never mentioned it as a character. It's always been like Pete is a real person. That's how I've always dealt it. Uh, dealt with him. Uh, this is the first time I actually talked to, talk about Pete as a character. But it's funny. Phil and I, for a while, we were kind of friendly on Facebook. He messaged me a couple times. He saw a couple of my videos and stuff. And I was like, "This is amazing." One of my idols is, you know, friendly with me now, and he's, you know, interacting back and forth with me. And then one day, a couple of my friends, uh, you know, asked me, "Who's this Phil Hendry?" And they became friends of his on Facebook. They started following along. He friended them because he was friends with me, and blah blah blah. About a year passes by, okay, and one of my friends is like, "Oh, did you see what Phil Hendry posted on my uh, on my wall?" And I was like, what? And I, I said, no. And he goes, look, he answered something that I had posted. And I went in. I couldn't find what he had said. <clears throat> so I'm looking and looking. And I can't find Phil's post. And I try to go to Phil's page. And he had blocked me. He blocked Phil Hendry, He blocked me from Facebook. Wow. And I'm like, what the hell did I do? What, like, what could I have possibly done to upset Phil Hendry? Yeah. And I I asked my friend, he's like, I, what do you mean you can't see it? He he was dumbfounded. Mind you, he only knew of Phil Hendry and who he was because of me. Like, mm-hmm. there's like dozens of, of fans of this show and friends of mine who I've told about Phil over the last couple of years, and they've become friends of his on Facebook, and they've messaged them because of my show, because they've heard him through me. And the funny thing is, a bunch of my friends are still friends with him, and I'm blocked, and I have no idea why. It's been a year at this now. Message them, ask you don't know why. To this day, we don't know why. I messaged them asking them, you know, hey, Phil, you know, what's going on? You know, why, why'd you block me? You know, we were cool. Didn't reply. Never got an answer back. Uh, and then, and this is funny, the same person that, who booked you on this show, Angel, Heavenly Angel, um, mm-hmm. she f- reached out to Phil to have him on the show. And she was, you know, she sent him an email saying that she would like to have him on one of our shows, this and that. He said, yes, uh, you know, he agreed to do the show and be a guest. And then the next day, he was like, oh, wait, I can't do it. I'm, I'm busy. Or something, and then he wow. just completely ignored the the conversation from that point on. And I'm thinking, well, he said yes tentatively at first because he didn't know who it was, and then he saw my page and was like, "Oh, that guy, yeah, the, screw him. I don't want to be on his show." That's what I'm thinking happened. And until this day, I have no idea why Phil's pissed at me. I I'm even a member on his website. I pay the guy for his audio wow. for crying out loud. So I have no well, clue, Phil. Whatever I, I did, I, man, I'm sorry. Whatever. I'm just kind of a conspiracy theorist, and <laughs> so. My theory is that he got wind of your character and said, this guy's stealing my stuff. No, but the thing is, I told him about the character early on, and he, th- he thought it was funny, and he thought it was cool. Yeah, then. That was when you were friends on Facebook. And yeah. after that, he blocked you, right? It, no, it was a while after that, like maybe a year after that he blocked me, a year and a half so after he, that. He just let it settle in. It had to take time to sign. <laughs> He's like, how many times is he going to do my character? That's <laughs> <laughs> 
And he probably did it in one of his characters. No, I'm gonna block you my asshole. Yeah, probably Bud he Dickman was like, Yeah, Phil, uh, they're, they're imitating me again on his show. <laughs> or he Bud Dickman here. He was somebody else and blocking you, or who knows, man? Who knows? Here, to this day, huh? Blocked so by Phil Henry. And, and the funny thing and is, Phil and uh, look, Phil, George Rodriguez, Neil Rogers, Art Bell, all these guys came up together in the 90s uh, on WIOD here in Florida. They know each other. Phil Hendry and, and George and Neil were really good friends. And it's funny, around the time period where when I found out that Phil had blocked me, he was on George Rodriguez's radio show. And they agreed to do a bunch of stuff together on the, on his network, SoFloRadio.com, uh, which, by the way, also broadcasts this show every week. And uh, he agreed to uh, to do some stuff there, maybe do a show there, blah, blah, blah. Then I find out I get blocked. And then I when I reached out to George and to ask him what was going on, if he knew anything, George is like, dude, I haven't heard from Phil in days. He's, like, completely ignoring <laughs> me also. Wow. That's strange. So I, it's weird. Like that. I don't know. Whatever we did, Phil, I'm sorry. But it, yeah. when it comes to radio, though, there is not much better than Phil Hendry. Yeah, man. He does a lot of you Stevie Mac, you'll be like, damn. Oh, I've heard Stevie Mac. It's damn. You know my characters? Yeah, I've heard a few of them, of course. Montel Jackson, Big Mike, and Reverend L. <laughs> you want to give the audience a little uh, taste of the uh, characters? Okay, so uh, <clears throat> we're going to discuss the uh, Confederate flag removal in South Carolina, right? And uh, this is a hot topic that's going on right now. So let's yep. go to uh, my senior analyst, Montel Jackson, first. Montel, what do you think about the whole removal of the Confederate flag down in, in, in uh, South Carolina? Well, first of all, I just want to say this. Well, it's a great thing that they're removing it, but a lot of people have made a big deal about it. I mean, you know, in all respects, it doesn't represent everything that everybody thinks it does. It represents to some people uh, the Civil War. What do you know? To some people, it represents racism. But at the same time, you got to just let people be people. Well, thank you, Montel. Montel is a conservative, by the way, everybody. Yep, I used to be a T-Bag, I mean, a Republican Tea Party <laughs> member. <laughs> you, you almost said T-Bag. Yep, I didn't say it, did I? So anyway, we have Big Mike here. Big Mike is our political analyst. Big Mike, what's your take on the Confederate flag? Well, thank you very much, David Mack. And first of all, I want to give a shout-out to the Jackal and to everybody listening on his radio show, but... Politically, this is a big, big thing. Now, a lot of people are trying to say that the removal of the Confederate flag doesn't mean anything in terms of removing racism from America, but it's a damn good step in the right direction. I mean, a lot of people equate the Confederate flag to the Nazi flag with the Jewish people. So bringing that flag down is not only going to be good, but the whole thing you got to think about it, too, is that it's a lot of political grandstanding because it's happening during an election season. This is Dick Mike. I'm a student. Well, thank you very much, Dick Mike, Montel Jackson. And now, uh, Reverend Al. Reverend Al is a civil rights activist. He's a spokesman. He speaks out. He has uh, a strong opinion. Reverend Al, let us know what do you think about the removal of the Confederate flag in South Carolina. Well, first of all, let me just say this, uh, Stevie Mac, you have been doing a fabulous job 
uh, going on various shows, radio shows, TV shows, and everything, and trumping up the whole uh, thing. Tooting your own horn. That's why it had to come down, but it had to come down at the hands of white folks. You can't have no black folks going out there trying to pull that flag, or they would have shot them dead. Try, try to have a black person. Somebody spray painted Black Lives Matter on a Confederate monument outside of the Capitol. They covered that up with a piano uh, 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 wire and, and a tarp. So, but if you <laughs> have it, that's the only way that flag was going to come down. Is at the hand of white folks, and so this is a good thing. Uh, I think it's a good thing. And uh, uh, now eBay, if you know eBay, just removed all sales of your Confederate flags from eBay. But there's other people who are selling them by the droves now because who the hell buying all these flags? That's what I want to know. I, I have no idea. But that was Montel Jackson, Big Mike, and the Reverend Al. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is so awesome. You can just have a conversation with yourself every night. That's great. Three distinctly different characters. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When you do your show, you know, if you do the uh, the shows like we do, I mean, you know, the audio is epic, you know, with uh, the microphones. It's always great audio. But if you call in with your cell phone, it'll play so much better. I don't know if, you, if you've tried that already. I haven't did that. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I actually, I did a, a show with a, a character voice uh, a couple years ago. With a, the character's name was Mr. Johansson. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did it with a cell phone. I would mute my mic every time I would speak as Mr. Johansson. Then I would unmute and, and speak you know, into the mic. Uh, it, it was I had to do it very quickly, and I, I got the, the idea from watching Phil. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it worked beautifully. When you hear it, it really completely sells it as two distinctive different people, uh, even more than just regularly doing it. I am going to have to do that. <laughs> Thank you for that hot button tip. <laughs> it, it completely adds to the ambiance. And, and, and by the way, Mr. Johansson, uh, just so, so you know um, who he was, uh, he was a school teacher down in Miami, Florida, in a high school, and he was uh, putting on a a, a play. Uh, you know, it was actually a, a historical play uh, dealing with Nazi Germany, of all things, and he was using yeah. only black and Latino kids to play the Jews and the Nazis. Interesting. And he was an he, he was a German American uh, named Mr. Johansson, and the whole skit was that he had bought an actual uh, oven uh, where the Holy Jews were cooked, shit. and he bought wow. it on eBay for twenty five bucks, and he's using it in the play. Well, he bought an oven that the Jews were cooked in <laughs> on eBay for twenty five dollars. That's all it cost. Twenty five bucks. And he was using it in the play, and there was an accident. One of the kids got hurt, and one of the the, the test uh, runs for the play. Uh, but everything was going to be okay. And the whole the whole episode was he's trying to confront uh, rumors that people were talking about the play and stuff because of the the accident. Uh, dude, I, we went on me and uh, my brother. Wait, 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 wait. You, said, you said one of the kids got hurt. Did they get cooked? One of the kids got hurt in the in the oven. Yes, he got hurt in the oven. He didn't get cooked, but he got hurt in the oven. One of the Latino kids got hurt. And we had we had we had people going on this for like an hour, no joke. We had oh, an hour we yeah. kept this up. Uh we had people calling in. They were they were checking uh Google for this Mr. Johansson to see if he really existed. People were calling in all upset and, and I and for like uh, an hour I, I knew what Phil Henry felt doing his show for that one hour wow. because that's how upset people got with that one character. And it was a character that me and my friend Brandon both created. We were, you know, talking about doing this for a while because we were both big Phil Henry fans. And we <laughs> this is way before I even started doing online radio as seriously as I am doing it now. This is on the first year where I, when I started, like, you know, messing around on Internet radio. Uh, in fact, this was on what, I don't know if you're familiar with, Block Talk Radio. 
That's where I'm at, Block Talk Radio. That's where you're at, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where this was at, on Block Talk Radio. Same spot. Wow. And how many shows do you have in the can now, uh, over here where you're at now? Well, see, this show started on Block Talk Radio back in 2008, or 2009, around there. Mm-hmm. Right now, this show is about, uh, let's see, almost 240 episodes in. 250 wow. Episodes in yeah, and that's this one show. I have another show that I do on uh, Art Bell's network on Dark Matter Digital Network, and uh, that is uh, a show that I started doing about a year after I started this show with a bunch of my other friends. We're about 300 episodes in on that one. We lost about 150 episodes uh, when uh, we left one network because they didn't want us to play uh, the videos because it was a video format first and then it became audio. So we lost a bunch of the earlier video stuff and uh, we had to kind of reinvent into into an audio world. But we're about 300 episodes deep into that one. Uh, so, yeah, I've been doing this for, for a minute. Not as good as you, I'll admit. Your show is awesome. And you do this uh, multiple nights a week also. You do you know your show, uh, what, four or five nights a week, right? TV Night Radio started out as an hour-long show one night a week at midnight. That's how I started out. And then I switched up to coming on at noon uh, for one hour. And then I switched up to coming on four nights a week for a half hour. And so as of now, I'm at 1,231 episodes. Wow. 1,323 episodes. I'm sorry. 1,300 episodes. See, I don't know if I could ever pull that off multiple four or five nights a, a week. That's, uh, that's a lot of radio. It's it's, it's that's tough. not easy. That's a lot of content. But the way you're doing it, though, it it really is uh, creative because, you, like you said, you don't have any guests on anymore. It's just you uh, doing you basically on air. You know, this is what I do. I don't book guests on the show, but I tell my friends in entertainment. I say, if you want to come on, call into the show, and I'll bring you on for a minute to talk about what you're doing. But that's about it. You get about a minute, 60 seconds, you know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like any any television show, uh, uh, 60 seconds is a long time. That's a commercial, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. You can call in and you can tell us what you're up to. And uh, But I don't book. I, this is what I used to do. <laughs> I used to do like what you do, create posters for each show and mm-hmm. promote the hell out of it and get the – a lot of times people would cancel out on me and different stuff like that. So then I started saying, okay, yeah, I'll take and the shows in advance. You could – pre-tape them, you know, and have them all ready and lined up. And then I was just like, no, nah, everybody's going to get Stevie Mac four nights a week. And I reserve Thursday nights for, uh, to bring on Big Mike, Montel Jackson, and Reverend Al. But sometimes, if it's a hot-button issue, they'll come on at any given time. You know, like tonight we did that. They'll be on my show probably tonight to talk about that same issue. Um, like, you know, recently we talked about <clears> – <throat> hold on, let me go, let me, let me go to my uh, – I have my notes here. I keep my notes on my smartphone. Uh, so whenever something comes up, uh, we talked about President Obama dropping the N-word on Mark Marone's past, past podcast. Talked about P. Diddy attacking the UCLA assistant football coach. <laughs> that was we a great story, wasn't about it? The, the movie The Gallows. <laughs> really? You know, the Gallows, the new yeah. movie. A hang rope, really? And this time, a hang rope, is that something you really want to come out with? So we talked about that. Rachel Dozal, black or white, the NAACP president. We talked about her. Uh, and uh, just a whole, the two, the two New York City murderers are still on the loose. We don't know if they're in Canada or Mexico or at the local 7-Eleven. We just don't know where they're at. So, 
talk about that. <laughs> now, out of all those stories, which is the craziest one to you? That, that, that I've had on my show? Yeah, well, the ones you just mentioned right now, which is the craziest one? Of course, these escaped convicts, because don't nobody know where the hell they at. I was going to go with P. Diddy, the P. Diddy story. That's just bizarre. No, nah, that's that's common <laughs> with him. They always beating up somebody and pulling guns. That ain't nothing and new. You know that's that while he was hit, you know while he was hitting that man, he kept saying, "Take that, take that, take that." Let <laughs> me ask you: When you heard about that, were you shocked? Or did you, did you go, "Oh my God!" Did you go, oh, yeah, "Not at all." <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Well, That's you know, knowing, being that it's P. Diddy, I, I, it was a little bit shocking, I, I will Have say. Have you forgot about his gun charge? Yeah, but the thing is, I don't see P. Diddy, and I don't see, like, tough guys. You know what I mean? So he doesn't like he doesn't ooze a tough guy persona. Well, this is what happens. So. This is what happens. The more money you get, the, the more powerful and invincible you feel. That's you know, true, You too, feel yeah. like you could, you, you could do stuff, and you're above the law. So yep. that's what happens. I mean, even guys who can't look at Justin Bieber—he can't whoop nobody's ass, and he's always mm-hmm. up in people's face because he got money. You know, yeah, it's he's like got he, great bodyguards. <laughs> and big ass bodyguards. Yep, big ass bodyguards. He did it. Okay, he might not be a tough guy, but he he picked up a kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what makes it even funnier. It's he did it with a kettlebell. <laughs> I mean, was you was you, uh. was, was you were you shocked when you heard oh Shug Knights in prison? Uh, for running over two people, was that a shock to you? No, and, and honestly, it wasn't shocking because Suge Knight was involved in that. It was shocking because he went to jail for that. Because honestly, if you look at the video, he, that's self-defense. No, man, listen, Suge had an opportunity to back up and back all the way up on the Compton Avenue and drive Yeah, but away. here's where I counter that. Those guys had guns. That's what he he's said. He, he No, they had guns. You can see it in the video. Like, one of them picks up the gun and takes it from the uh, the dude who's dead on the floor. The other guy picks up the gun from his hand and walks away with it. He had a gun in his hand. If I'm we in a car... that was good or that was dope. Well, either way. Uh, if there's guns... In the, look, if, if they prove that there was guns in the scenes... And I think one of the guys even mentioned they had guns. The guy who got ran over and survived. Uh, he mm-hmm. mentioned they were beating him up pretty badly and they had guns. Like, he even said it. So it wasn't like this was, you know, a joke. Uh, if there's guns in the scene and people are pointing guns at me and, and one of them might go off or something, I, I'm running for my life. I'm getting in a car. If you're in my way, I'm running your ass over. End of but story. Here's the thing about I understand, Shug. Here's the thing about Shug. I understand. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so wait a minute. He ran the guy over first. Right. Well, was he supposed to get off the car and pull his body out of the way? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, here's the first thing: happened. he backed up, right, and he ran the guy over when he was backing up. Why right. didn't he just keep on backing up and going on to Compton Avenue and getting the hell out of there? He backed up and then he went forward and ran the guy over again. So my my thing is this: this is what the defense is going to say. He could have backed all the way up out of the scene and kept going because if, if you know that location, I know the location. It's a corner. It's a corner hamburger stand. The street he was backing up onto, he could have kept backing up onto Compton Avenue and got the hell out of there. But he didn't. He backed up and went forward again. He wasn't surrounded. There were people on the left and right of him. There were people to the left. And if the guy to the left had the guns, he was driving into danger and not away from danger. So it just don't make sense. Sure enough, the guy who we hit had a gun, man down. He, he already put him down. Keep going and get out of there. Don't come running ass over again. That is what got him. And that, yeah. that guy ain't even the one who died. It's the other guy who died who was trying to get out of the way. All his innocent bystander, right? That's the way it works. Uh, Let's tell everybody real quick how they can find your show again. It's on Block Talk Radio, but how can they track you down? You have a main website you can give the audience. 
you better believe it. I ain't hard to find. Stevie Mac, S-T-E-V-I-E-M-A-C-K dot com. Everything's at steviemac.com. My Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, uh, my radio show, my latest movies where I'm performing stand-up at. Everything's at steviemac.com. And that's important to have a central location, incidentally, yep. for those of you listening, for somebody to find you. Google Stevie Mac, S-T-E-V-I-E-M-A-C-K, and the first 30 pages is about me. So that's what's up. That's what's up. So, uh, Stevie, before I let you go, uh, good idea or bad idea? Uh, free Suge Knight T-shirts. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> bad I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna, uh, tell uh, Zazzle.com to return the order. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> if, if you had don't free Suge Knight, that'd be a good T-shirt. That would be a good T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> come on, he got Tupac killed, right? Ah, so, uh, yeah. So that, that's yeah, yeah. that's a sensitive subject right there for me. Yeah, that's a whole yeah, other a, show. Yeah, I'm a big Tupac fan, man. That's a, that's a touch uh, that's a touchy subject right there. Yeah, no, fact, no, 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 are you a Tupac fan or a Suge Knight fan? <laughs> no, 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 I'm a Pac Tupac. fan. Tupac, yeah. Tupac, dude, hell yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm I'm doing uh, work and in fact I'm doing a uh, little music and. Uh, doing the website for, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Digital Underground. Huh? You know them? Yeah, familiar uh, with D, 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 U, man. Oh, uh, yeah, man. My uh, my boy, Sex Money Pack. B. Uh, Sex Packets, exactly. Money B is uh, doing uh, his own radio show, the Money B uh, going, going Way Back show. And uh, I'm redoing his website. He's joining our network here on PSN Radio and uh, uh, doing some work with him. Really cool dude, man. And, you know, it's funny, knowing him, who he was one of the people that got Tupac in the game, so to speak, uh, I haven't had that conversation yet. I've done it for a bit now, uh, you know, about Tupac. Because I'm kind of like always like, you know, eh, should I ask? Should I, should I not ask? And then I started watching a lot of the uh, YouTube videos that he has from his show. And he talks about Pac a lot in the videos. And I'm like, well, I don't even need to ask anymore. There, you know, answers are right there. Uh, but it's funny to be in the, you know, the presence of a person who was there when Tupac came into the game. And he is not fond of Shook Knight at all. Let's just leave it at that. Hey. Everybody do what you like. From a blue, black, southerner, ditch digger, or governor. Everybody do what you like. Come on, digital underground, man. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you, right That's there. a whole other show. You know, we can do this again, my friend. Definitely will, Stevie Mac. You're awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. And uh, just for that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, take off tonight with a little bit of Soldier Boy. <laughs> Stevie Mac, everybody. I am what I ought to be. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, they won't bother me. These honeys be calling me.